run off with a pack and get the don't crack. The folk feel short, nigga, full flat. Run it back, 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 run it back. Quick that little dot, now you hustle. They counted you out, now you bubbling. Took you some loss of a bounce back. Now they feeling for you like you good crack. Run it back, 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 run it back. Lost through the band, hit the crawl back. Can't take no more L's, I need all that. Run off with the pack and get the don't crack. The four feel short, nigga, four flat. All right, welcome to episode 50 of the War Dog Trail. I got a heavy hitter on the line with you tonight. I bring to you a military veteran and a firearms instructor down in the Miami area who is also an influencer and has the game on lock. I bring to you none other than cause actual. What's up, bro? What's up, man? How you doing? Oh, I'm chilling, bro. I'm chilling. I've uh, been wanting to get you on the show for a minute, man. Like I said, I uh, told you earlier, you're a part of this like, series that I've been running lately of uh, some of the dopest people in the military, 2A, outdoors, and hunting that I could think of that I wanted to uh, finally bring on the show, man. So I, I, uh, I did mention before, I've been a fan for at least like two years now, bro. At least two years. So um, for any of the, you know, anyone in the world that doesn't know, we're definitely about to introduce them, introduce you to them tonight. That's real. All right. Cool. Let's get it. Let's start off. Um, let us know about your military background, if you don't mind. Uh, so I started off in the military when I was 17. Um, I actually had my parents uh, sign for me. Uh, you know, I grew up in, like, probably not so good an area. And uh, I needed essentially to, uh, I don't know, like do something. You know what I mean? Like people going to jail, people doing stupid shit. Um, and, you know, I always kind of wanted to join the military. And um, I like guns, stuff like that. It should always look good for me. And, um, you know, I got to be real about something, though. And I was talking to my homeboy about this yesterday. Um, and people are not going to want to hear this, but it's, it's facts. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I grew, up, I grew up in Georgia, right? And in Georgia, you're either white or you're black. And, like, there's no in-between. Uh, I mean, it's really interesting. Um, but back in, in those days, I mean, this is early 2000s, um, you know, there's still a lot of that, 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 uh, you know, you either white or black, and uh, essentially, like, man, I just got so tired of like, unfortunately, you know, certain races of folks looking at me a certain way, yeah. and, yeah. and uh, I was like, what could make me? And this is really fucked up when you think about it, but I was like, what can make me or make those people feel comfortable about my presence? And I know hey, that hey, sounds speak on it. That's deep. That's deep. Speak on it. That's another reason why I joined the military was to be accepted as an American in America by a certain class of people. So or a certain race of people. So, you know, people, you know, man, I, I, I get this shit all the time. Like, oh, you know, racism is not there. It is. It's just um, in this industry, there's a lot of it, too. Uh, I can't. I, I'll tell you some stories when we're going through this podcast, but 
that's one of the reasons why I joined the military, that, get my college paid for, but just being overall accepted by society um, or by the majority is really what why I did it. Um, was that the best decision? I mean, it was good for me at that time. I mean, I pretty much had built up my career, you know, both um, with my uh, firearms training stuff as well as just like on, on my full-time uh, job or whatnot. But um, when I joined the military, I was a, um, I started off as a military police. I did that for about, um, I don't know, maybe like two years or something like that. I didn't stay long in that West. Um, and then uh, I deployed to Iraq. Um, I was actually attached to a field artillery unit. Um, uh, and I remember like being four attached Field artillery unit. I mean, you just wanted to, one of the dudes. What, what, what year, bro? Um, that was 07, 08. So, all right, like, shit. All right, yeah, you know yeah, what it was like uh, then. You know yeah. what it was like when it was hidden. When it was hidden, yeah. goddammit, you know what it was like. All right, yeah. And you know, it's a lot of people talk shit. They're like, oh, you're an MP, you're an MP. What does that do is teach a firearms. And it's like, bro, I did that shit for like two and a half years, but I will tell you that. As a, a MP, we actually train more on handguns than we do anything. That's the primary weapon system that you have to qualify with. So I, you know, I got I got promoted to E5 from a waiver because you know back then just trying to have as much leadership as possible. So I actually got a waiver to get E5, uh, which is sergeant in, in the army. Uh, and then I was in charge of the nine mil range. And I was qualifying people all the time like they were deploying so that's really where i got into firearm instruction was from being in and people you know don't bash that because they're like you know like whatever but i just i'm just going to show you that um you know, shooting wise that's where a lot of it came from was being the NPOIC of that nine mil ring um for the beretta which fucking sucks anyway we all hate the beretta right um a lot of times <laughs> welded on you know sites are just janky the crap but um when i uh i i ended up reclassing to human intelligence and uh i became an interrogator i got about a four interrogation schools underneath my belt um i've done permissive operations um so i've done like surveillance i've done like you know kind of uh source operations you know over and you know some other things um, you know, I didn't wear a uniform the last couple of years of my enlistment. Um, okay. I got out of that and I went on a contract as a Intel contractor overseas. Um, so I was in a permissive environment. You know, obviously, um, we we're doing uh, quote unquote counterintelligence support uh, for one of the uh, places in the Middle East. And so I lived there for almost a year, um, and then I came back to the States, and I worked at um, HSI as a contractor, Homeland Security Investigations, um, as an intel contractor for them. And then uh, I got a job working at SOCOM as an intel contractor, part of the J2. And so uh, we did a lot of stuff with the Libya operations. I was part of the Global uh, Special Operations Planning Team. Uh, which basically we were deciphering ways that we could communicate intelligence with the different NATO uh, soft forces, uh, as well as doing target packages um, for the uh, French Air Force and 
a whole bunch of other guys out there that are doing cool stuff. Um, I left uh, SOCOM, uh, went back to work for HSI as a contractor, um, pretty much assisting their uh, criminal investigative um, analysts as well as their special agents um, in intelligence analysis. And then I, uh, I moved up to D.C., and worked at the uh, DHS uh, threat monitoring team, basically monitoring different counterterrorism threats, um, you know, um, in the United States. And uh, from there, I did Hurricane Sandy. So when you're part of the government as a government employee, um, you have to work to the emergency or national disasters that come up. So I had to work Hurricane Sandy. Um, which was a long process and I didn't really understand much about emergency management at the time, but there's a lot um, that goes into that. We were moving supply trucks in and out of Canada to New York and Jersey um, to assist in that, uh, you know, uh, disaster. And then uh, I moved back down to Atlanta because I mean, if anyone knows DC is super expensive to live at, uh, and I, I actually started working on the Ebola task force uh, for the CDC, uh, and I was a project manager for that. Um, it's funny enough, I had retired colonels and first sergeants working underneath me, and so it was always funny. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, NCO is fucking telling you what to do now. Yeah. I was the youngest GS-13 at the CDC at the time, uh, uh, which is pretty big. Um, and around that time, man, like, I wanted to get back in the military, so I joined the uh, uh, reserves uh, unit. And um, I, uh, I don't know, man, I got bored, and I've always liked shooting, shooting guns. I've been shooting guns this entire time. And... Uh, me and uh, a buddy, uh, another NCO in the unit, uh, he's a SWAT officer for the local uh, PDs. Um, we just wanted somewhere we'd go outside and shoot, right? Like, we're just like, we don't give a shit. Like, I'm not trying to teach somebody. I just want to go out there and shoot myself, right? Like, go out there, have fun, you know, shoot guns, whatever. And uh, one of the ranges, they were like, you got to teach classes. That's the only way that you, you could, you know, use the range out here. And I'm like, shit, I don't really want to teach classes, but you know whatever we'll do some stupid ass shit just to you know get get you know to just to go out there so we can use the range wherever we want so we had a buddy of ours um he wanted us to do a bachelor party uh we already had a lot of guns so we brought a lot of ak's a lot of different ars and stuff like that out there nice. and so we taught them like a basic rifle one class like it was like brm one you know you like it's like military style too, like you know, like <laughs> a quarter on the fucking uh, on the front side post, you know, so you can control your breathing and shit like that. When you oh, drop nice, it. nice. Yeah. I'm taking it back old school, yeah. old school, bro. Yeah, a lot work of people back then it'll work last. Yeah, a lot, of, lives. a lot of people won't fucking remember that, but I I remember doing that shit. But uh, yeah. we did, we had a good time, man. And then uh, one thing led to another. Uh, we started posting videos on social media and shit. And they started blowing up. And then um, I started training a bunch of, like, cops and, like, you know, different, like, SWAT units and stuff like that. And then um, I actually got a special invite from one of the SWAT or from one of the sheriff's office to go through SWAT school. So I actually went through oh. SWAT school. 
as a civilian firearms instructor. Um, no shit. Yeah. So what's up, bro? Yeah, but you know what? Like, I mean, it was don't get me wrong, it was fun, but I didn't I didn't necessarily like learn anything. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it was fun, but it wasn't like it, I, I guess I can say like basic squat school is like infantry school plus a couple of extra weeks. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like that's what I'll say. Like so I'll say like I would take y'all school of infantry and maybe add in some more CQB and some vehicle stops. And that's pretty much SWAT school. Um, All right. All right. But I mean, again, like uh, we've trained various SWAT teams. Um, like, you know, I mean, it's, it's different when you actually go out there and start teaching people. But, um, but again, man, like one thing led to another. Um, we've been teaching dudes the last almost eight years now um all right. i've been teaching folks all over the world um everywhere from brazil to switzerland i'm actually leaving for switzerland tomorrow to will teach a class um, all right. but i mean we got dudes all over the u.s um, that teach for me um you know and, and most of our guys are like active duty sf saw we got some swat dudes as well that work for me as well but uh yeah, man, that's pretty much what we do. Um, just in a nutshell, and how I got there. That's what's up, boss. Hey, my hats off to you. Salute, salute on so so many levels. I can't really even put words to it. And yeah, um, man. I, man, I got I had dreams about trying to figure out what a SWAT school was like. So to know that you've actually been through one, bro, that's what I'm talking about. That's 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 big up, man. Yeah, we had a bunch of people fail the shooting, which is crazy. It's like 25 meters shooting, kneeling with a handgun at like a paper target, like an actual piece of paper, and they have to reload and shoot sheet of paper too. People failed that. From, from oh, the shit. Yeah, man. So oh, it, I'm just saying like every standard is different, but I, I haven't been thoroughly impressed with like most governments that I've seen so far some, some <laughs> but some years I have but like that's why like I get a lot of trolls sometimes be like oh you're a rogue and this that and the other and I'm like bro I, I have trained everybody you could think of and I'll be honest with you like my commercial training experience the amount of years I've done it is almost the amount of years that I was in the military so right so at this point in time, it's like I don't even remember half the shit I learned in the military. Like, you know, back in you know 2005 and seven, I'm like, bro, that shit's old. Like, if if I, I think that's a lot of issues I see in the firearms community. It's like a lot of dudes try to bank on experience they got 15 years ago, but you know, 15 years ago, shit was different. You know what I'm saying? We had soft skin Humvees. And there you go, bro. Speak on that shit. Speak on that shit. Like, like, I mean, when I was in Iraq, they just put the up arm. Like, we had the kits, and they were putting them on, welding the fucking doors on the fucking. I mean, bro, it's just like it, you can't you can't explain shit to people on the internet, man. Like, I mean, there's dudes out there that like done two years of work for still in like trying to talk shit, and I'm like, bro, you're a boot. 
like you like, <laughs> here like you know like, hey hey for, forget all that they just because they don't re- they don't realize and recognize that you're a combat vet they don't realize they're talking to a war veteran bro you know they what i'm saying that, man. They'll, they'll knock that shit they'll be like well you just you do the thing it's like bro like i mean it, it, it's so annoying man i just like when I'm just like, all right, bro, you win. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it don't yeah, even matter. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, hey, gang recognized gang. When you in the ones who really know about it, don't don't take time to get into pissing contests because, you know what I'm saying? It, it can go a lot, a lot of different ways. I mean, part of the reason could be that we respect the game enough to know that the other side could have fucked you up too. You dig? So we don't brag about it, you know, in, in that sense of because it could have went. But then at the same time, what I've What's up? I've got I've got shot at more times in Atlanta than I have. <laughs> and I got I be one hundred. shit, but like, nah, man, like <laughs> it's just real out there in the streets, like dead serious. Straight up, straight up, All right? Um, how about uh, talk to what? us about being an influencer, boss? Because you're killing man. the game as in the two A industry. Man, so I was. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, let me tell you one thing. All right. I just spoke. I just did an interview with uh, Hoodneck. He told me to tell you what's up. Yeah, Hoodneck. What's up, big dog? Yeah. I see him out there with his new Rangers shit he got. He's popping yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, then um, he might win the nonprofit of, of nonprofit of the year in his part of Texas. Yeah, okay. I voted. I vote. I voted for him. I went online and voted for him. Yesterday and everything, but uh, he hey. might pull that off because he yeah, turned yeah. hood, he turned hood neck into an old five hundred one c three dog. I'm proud of him for that. Yeah, I'm man. proud of him, man. You know, hey. the army veteran who did all that too. The cool ass dude, man. Yeah, See, he's tall. Like, that dude's tall as hell. <laughs> man, I was, he's a he's a sick, but he he's cool. He's cool. He's cool. Yeah, um, he said he saw that I was gonna be talking to you, so he said, "Man, let him know." I said, "What's up?" Yeah, man. Full power tool. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. You know what? Uh, this industry, bro, like, as an influencer, it sucks, man. Like, I'll be honest with you. Like, uh, it's the only industry I've seen where, like, grown men, like, like, it, it, it's like they literally um, just despise one another. I think it's because it's so manly. Like guns are manly, and yeah, so everybody yeah. wants to be both manly as a dude or something like that. It's like some sort it's of that like testosterone, yeah, yeah, you know. But, you know yeah. I, but it, there's like no real issues from what I've seen in the minority side of it. Like, body, like, <laughs> like you know, what I'm saying? like, like, yeah, called the body by O. He knows me too, so O's a good dude out there in Texas too. Um, you know, you got you got Black Rambo. I know people like to trash him, but he's a dope ass dude. He got some good energy too. Um, and shout yeah, out I, to I, I interviewed him about two weeks ago, bro. Yeah, I just saw him at TriggerCon. He's I me and him were just bullshitting around or whatever. But uh, yeah, he's cool, man. He's cool shit. But uh, a lot of a lot, man, it's just the industry, bro. Like, and you know, I hate to say this, but us uh, being you know black or brown, like, and I hate yeah. to bring. To it, but it, it is an uphill battle, bro. Like, like 100%. Like, uh, um, hey, speak on it, speak on it, bro. Speak on it. Is that 
uphill battle. I had a range here in Miami. Um, they basically, so, so I'll give you the story. Um, they have a CQB shoot house here in Miami, or they did, but they, they lost it because of the lease or some shit. And, uh, you know, the, the, the cadre there, you know, they have an elevator and they're like, oh, yeah, all you guys can do is the elevator and then store them off. It'd be funny. It's like a, a clown car type thing. I'm like, yeah, that sounds funny as hell. Like, I'm all about having a good time, having fun and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, so we're running like sim guns and shit. So there's no real bullets in any of the guns. Like, actually, most of the bolts were out of the gun. So the guns don't even shoot anything. They're like props almost, right? And so, you know, it's at the end of the day, and we get all the scooters in this in this tiny ass little elevator, and the cadre or their uh, the the range owners of cadre there hand me a flashbang. You know, it's like a it's like a toy flashbang or whatever to put in the elevator. So as soon as we exit the elevator, it goes boom, and then we all come out, right? And so I post that video, and dudes are like, "Oh, y'all are flagging each other." And oh my God, it's unsafe and blah, blah, blah. And then, like, uh, I'm like, dude, like, we're just having fun. Like, there's no, like, yeah, yeah. It's like, let, let me speak on that, that real quick, if you don't mind. Let me go speak. Ahead. All right. People don't understand there's entertainment and there's tactics. Feel what I'm saying? That's entertaining. Yeah, obviously, I mean, yeah, yeah. Obviously, there's shit that you know that you see it even in movies and TV, uh, you know, every day. So I don't know why they treat you know a real person doing certain things where it's like, no, bro, it wasn't like the way you're looking at it, and it wasn't like about following. I'm not. I'm never, never against gun safety. Now, but I'm saying like they they totally look like what energy is and. Entertainment versus real tactics type of shit, and and I hate when you run into those types who go bumping at the mouth like that. But the bad thing was the uh, the the range owner. He's some like he's some retired cop dude, whatever. He's an asshole, but he uh, he uh, he called me up and he's like, "Hey, you know, we saw that video that y'all posted," and I'm like, "Oh yeah, you mean the video that your cadre member told us to do and gave us the flash." thing to do and he didn't know that shit that he was talking out his neck and saying some bullshit and then uh he like he's like well you're kind of seen as like the black rambo of the instructor world and i'm like what does that mean bro like what are you trying to say like (laughs) yeah so that's the type of shit that's the type of shit that i get that none of the other dudes get man i'm telling you like i get looked at funny like, I, I was at uh, TriggerCon, and, and just a shout-out to the Rainier Arms and whatnot, you know, for having me out there. Uh, we had a good time and everything like that. But, you know, they open it up to the public, so they give the media, like, a day or an hour to shoot and sculpt some footage or whatever. But I had some, like, random, like, Oklahoma people coming up to me. They're like, uh, essentially, the dude was was like, you know, he's trying to be not, he's trying to be like cool, you know what I'm saying? But it just, it was just like, bro, like he basically just said, was like, he's like, I accept, you know, like 
who who you guys are or something like that. Like that's basically what he said. I was just looking at him like, bro, I didn't fucking ask you anything. Like I accept you for your friend deck, but like I, I didn't say that. Bro, <laughs> <laughs> like like it's it's weird, bro. I get a it's it's interesting, man. Like, it's like this community's trash, to be honest with you. Um, I, honestly, if I didn't have a business and I didn't like have like the following that I have, I don't think I would do it again, to be honest. Um, it's just there's too many hateful people, bro. And like I've met some really good people, don't get me wrong, like Black Rambo, O, um, and some other folks. Who did the Rainier on guys are fucking legit too. Um, but man, there's a lot of like I would, I would at least have to say about seventy percent of the industry is just like egotists, man. Like they think they're better than you. Oh, you weren't soft. You weren't SF. Oh, you're trash. You don't know what you're doing, bro. Like I've shot with a lot of SF and soft dudes that can't shoot at all. So that don't mean shit. I know some civilian shooters out here that can shoot all of us underneath the bus. You know what I'm saying? So like that. Hey, speak on it. Speak on it. That's the truth. That's I mean, the truth. I mean, your background again, like you know, I always tell you, thank you for your service, whatever, blah blah blah. But at the end of the day, I want to know what you would do now. I don't give a shit what you did ten years ago. What can you do now? Are you fat, out of shape? You can't shoot. You shoot a handgun like they did back in the fucking forties. I don't give a shit. If you can't shoot, you can't perform now. You know, thank you for your service. But again, I don't give a shit. Guess what? We all deployed raw veterans at some point in time. Like, I don't care. Like, let me see what you can do today, right now. And we have a slogan that I trademarked. Run your gun, not your mouth. It is what it is. You run your gun, or shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's that easy, Bet. bro. Bet. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have fun shooting guns. I like going out to different places, like meeting new people and shit like that, but Man, the industry is toxic as fuck. Um, and being an influencer, like, I think if I didn't do firearms instruction, I think I'd have a more fun time doing it. But because I do teach, there are a lot of people that are like, well, why are you teaching firearms? What makes you able to teach firearms? You know, you're not solid. You're not a Green Beret. You're not a Special Forces. It's like, okay, bro, like, calm down. You know what I mean? But that's that's the mindset that there is a lot of in this industry and uh i've talked to new guys that are trying to get into the industry too i, I have veterans all the time reach out to me uh daily you know most like asking me questions and stuff and you know this is it's saturated now right it's saturated market it's always a company out there but uh the other thing i tell people is like what makes it different than this dude down the like, what makes your training different than that guy? You know what I mean? Are you just another white dude teaching classes? I mean, there's like a dime a dozen Navy SEALs out there teaching classes. What are you going to bring to the table? You're bringing a new idea. You're doing some new concept. Like, what are you doing that's different than that? Um, and I'll say for myself, I think I have, I have probably the most diverse group of students that come to my classes. Right. Like, I think we have a video of literally, you know, people of different occupations and di different races of people that are all shooting together, which you don't typically see at a firearms class. And that's one thing I can say is I bring all the people together to shoot. 
Like, I mean, even in some of my classes in Atlanta, I've had people that are super Democrat, then I've had people that are super Republican, and then I've had, and they're both in the same class too together. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is what, so I try to bring people together, try to get people to shoot. Uh, you know, I'm just not with the elitist, you know, type shit that goes on in this industry for the most part, but... Um, I'll tell you what separates my training from other people's training. I will tell you this right now is I teach a lot of non-dominant shooting, so non-dominant hand shooting, non-support or support side. I teach a lot of that, and I think it goes a part to what I try to prepare my students for, which is one man. You know, because you are only one man. You don't have a stack of dudes behind you like a SWAT team does. You're one dude. When you're out there and you're still carrying, guess how many dudes there are? One. So I teach what happens if your right hand goes down. Well, you got your left hand, right? So you're going to be shooting with your left hand. So I, I teach a lot of that because, you know, being a civilian and being a concealed carry uh, an armed uh citizen you know it's good to be able to minimize your exposure and be able to be well-rounded all the way so that's kind of what's the bit i don't hear you if you say anything All right, there we go. What happened? You lost me. Uh, yeah, bro, I have no idea. I never had that happen ever before. So I don't even know. We back. Um, last, what did you hear last? Let me see. Is your is your camera on? Yeah, my camera's on. All right. I got I got an image of you that's stuck. Yeah, let me give me a leave real quick or do me turn on turn off. I'm thinking it's this app, because that's you know what what just had the problem in the first place. Um let me log back in real quick. Hold up. All right. All right, there we go, bro. All right, cool. All right. 
Last thing I remember, we were talking about how how racist the gun industry is. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Like I met some cool people. I've done some cool things. Like I've done a lot of different things with firearms uh, since I've been in it. Uh, you know, so it's got its pros and its cons. All right. All right. Now, when did you start? Uh, when did you start your whole, you know, YouTube, Instagram, and uh, you know, dominating, dominating the social media game. When did you jump in and say, "I'm going to be an influencer"? Man, I think we started doing it 2017. Um, okay. On, yeah, we're doing it a bit. What's funny is like we're new on YouTube, but we are got. I mean, we got millions of views. On YouTube. It's crazy. We got over yeah, a hundred yeah. followers on youtube alone it, it grows like i get at least 20 000 followers almost every month so yeah it's going up real quick um TikTok, congrats hey congratulations bro Salute. Yeah, man. Congratulations. yeah man we're doing we're doing pretty well instagram's kind of slow but i think instagram fucking shadow bands and shit like that all the time so instagram be trifling sometimes but yeah all right man bet that but look um what can they uh what can you what's cause got going down in the future that you're able to talk about or hey and be be safe be kick ass while you over there bro salute all day all day um I'm gonna try to do some more. Uh, so we we teach a lot of actors and shit. So we uh, we taught Black Mafia Family seasons one through three all their actors. So that's what? Yeah. Yep. Um, so I train all their actors. Uh, if you look at my Instagram, you'll see that they like some of the. What you actually taught? Yep. That's what's up, bro. That's what's up. Yeah, like. Damn. All right. Yeah. We got an exclusive. Yeah, so like, there, all right. <laughs> yeah, like uh I mean a lot of those dudes, a lot of the actors follow me, like the Vinci follows me, uh some of the other dudes on the on the show. Um yeah, it's always funny shooting with the actors and shit like that, because uh yeah. we have to teach them incorrectly how to shoot because when they get on a set they can't have real guns. So we have to have them like feel the recoil and then we we go through like different scenarios of like when they would how they would act in a scenario and it's fucking yeah. hilarious because like i'll have like uh i had Vinci, i got a video of him doing this shit but i gave him dual pistols and i'm like man pretend like someone's fucking stealing your drugs and you got blasted motherfucker and so he's sitting there like Boo, 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 boo. It's it's so fucking funny, man. I, I had a great time fucking doing that. And it's even funnier when the actors see me acting out first. And I'm like, I'm like, you stole my drugs, motherfucker. And I start blasting them and shit. Like, they get fucking wild, bro. It's, 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 it's a fun time. It's a fun That's time. Awesome. Yeah, it's a fun time. I like I like doing the acting stuff. But, um, I, That's man, crazy. I, 
I've been all over the place, man. I was down in Brazil training their tier one um, unit for their HRT. Um, I mean, I trained the firearms instructors for Border Patrol um, out in Laredo. Um, I've trained some FBI dudes. I've trained, yeah, I mean, every, I mean, just about everybody you can think of. I've even trained some agency guys. So the guys for the agency, I've actually trained some of their guys. And, you know, it's funny because people are like, you don't train all these people. And it's like, yeah, bro, I do. It's just. <laughs> That's when you like, I know people who know people and they all kill us. They all kill us. Let me say it one more time. I know people who know people and they all kill us, baby. That's how we yeah. roll. That's what yeah. Yeah, man. That's dope, bro. That's dope. Well, look, man, I don't want to take up uh, too much more of your time. Um, I don't want people to get discouraged, discouraged when they see this video and hear what I'm saying. I, I just... I just have to speak the truth about the industry um, and just how it is. You know, I gave you some examples too, um, just what I've experienced personally. But, you know, I will say like the Second Amendment is for everybody. Um, don't be discouraged. Like I, I literally have had people DM me saying like, hey, man, I appreciate what you do because they don't feel comfortable. You know, they don't feel comfortable in this, you know, buying a firearm. They don't feel like, you know, going out to the range and training the things that are going to judge them. And so I think that's a travesty for the 2A is when other people, just because they don't look a certain way, feel left out or feel like they can't own a firearm, protect themselves, or even train with it because they'll be, you know, looked at funny. And I think that's that's sad. Um, and that I think we need to, you know, focus on, you know, good firearm safety skills, uh, basic, you know, handling of a firearm. I think these are all very important things that we need to get across to people. Um, and my company, you know, we teach everybody, I say, from SWAT teams to 86-year-old grandmas. I even train Swiss Beast's mom. So, shout out what? to What? Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, so I've Okay. I train ladies. I train zone zone. I just say that, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, man. I mean, I, I've even uh, like even uh, teachers managers reached out to me, uh, trying to maybe get some stuff dealt with them. And there's some other celebrities too that I'm trying to get some stuff dealt with. Uh, about shooting at the time. So again firearms for everybody go out there be safe stay legal as black rambo says stay legal stay safe i think that's a fucking awesome thing to say and uh if you want training from us we're in like five or six different states go on the website www.setsusa.com uh you have questions you know just feel free to email us uh other than that have a good time shoot shoot shooters gonna shoot shooters gonna shoot baby yeah. All right, this has been episode 50 of the War Dog Trail podcast. I've had Cause Actual on the mic spitting you that original, that exclusive that you only could get here on the War Dog Trail podcast with your boy, Sergeant War Dog. All right, now have a good night. Oh, salute. Yeah. Run it back, run it back, run it back, run it back.
You right now, you bubbling. Took you some losses, but bounce back. Now they feeling for you like you good crap. Hump that.